I'm Dan. This after work. And this is where we talk about things we do after work. Yeah, not that boring stuff in the middle of the day, like how I go into the woods. I uh, cut down a few trees, hollow out said trees, making a cylindrical shape. Carve out the outsides and I get some sheep skin, sheep leather, maybe some cow leather, depending on the sound I'm going for. Tie that tie that leather to the top of the cylindrical shape thing I made. And sell those as drums. Where people can beat on those drums till the sun comes up and then the sun goes down. Non-stop drum beat. And then, when said drums wear out, they gotta come back to me. Pay the fiddler, or the drummer, if you will. So, hefty, hefty sum so of money. So, Brooks. For, uh... Hey, sometimes I feel drums. like you don't listen to me when I My say... My work. Hey, job. listen, hey. Sometimes I feel like you don't listen to me when I say, this is where we talk about the things we do after work. You're just ignoring me? Are you just, do you just not listen? What's that? Yeah, I got a big major online presence in the drum market. So you're just gonna, you're just gonna keep going? I'm sorry, Dan. Dan, what's happening, man? I'm just banging on this bongo. I don't have the best bongo skills, but the problem is it's very small, and my if my fingers miss the middle, like if I hit the side, Sounds like that. You gotta try real hard to not let your. That's it. That's how you get all the different notes, the different sounds from said drum. And yeah, that drum. Somebody on TikTok sent it to me. He picked it up in a thrift store. I believe he lives in the Chicago area. I won a prize, and he said, "Hey, I'm gonna send you something I buy at a thrift store." And here it is, a drum from. Jerusalem. Somebody went to Jerusalem, picked up that drum from somebody selling it on a corner, I assume, brought it all the way home to Chicago. Gave it to their friend. Gave it to their friend, who then gave it to the Goodwill or a thrift shop. That sat there for a few days until a random stranger picked it up and mailed it to me. The world is very interesting, isn't it, Dan? That is very six degrees of TikTok. But yeah, here I am. And it's going to live in my house. I see no reason to get rid of it. I mean, my house is but unless somebody stabbed it with a knife. I probably should have. That wouldn't happen. You better not stab <laughs> You shouldn't put these things next to each other on a table. Yeah, just just ask to be stabbed. That's like, true. Like the slingshot and the eight ball. Yeah, I really shouldn't. But, you know... MacGyver would have a field day if he came, if he was like trapped in this basement, like, uh, you know, and there was a ticking time bomb over there in the corner and I, I tied him up and he, he would just, I mean, he's got everything he needs. He's got everything he needs. He doesn't even have to go to the shop. He doesn't need to go. To, he would be like, ah, mm, just this room. I could do this really easy by walking to the room next door, but I have that booby trapped, you know, lasers and such. Right. But, uh. He would just use pieces of here, pick up some paper clips, some rubber bands, that uh, slingshot, take me out, and then 
I would probably be after I admitted all my evil plans to him, and then he would turn me in. For five minutes. Yeah, yeah. While he was... But he... he uh, <laughs> You'll never get me, MacGyver! Yeah. But then he does. He oh, always gets yeah. him. MacGyver always gets his man. I feel like that's the catchphrase, right? Mm-hmm. MacGyver always gets his man. I or woman. So. I hope so. Yeah, probably. Uh, Dan, I have been considering this for a while. You know how I have a side hustle that I do on occasion where I make some cool art magnets. Oh, okay. And yeah. I drop mm-hmm. them off. I've sent some out to, I think your parents have one or two. You have one at your house. I had some for sale at a little shop on my route. I mean, on uh, somewhere, my bongo route. And, uh, well, I'm thinking about getting into this Etsy. Not to make a profit, but as a hobby and as a way to, you know, instead of me being a guy that has a whole bunch of random knickknacks and junky art that's laying around, this isn't only junky art. It's for sale on Etsy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just sitting on this shelf until someone purchases it. If you put it up for sale... Do you then, in your mind, just look at that shelf and be like, that's $200 just sitting there? Hmm. No. Okay. I'd probably be like, just wondering. if somebody buys a thing from there, cool. If not, that shelf is filled with colorful things. Time to build a new shelf, I think. I think, yeah, that, that shelf I built, you know, a month and a half ago, I feel like we talked about it on Around the House. It's full. It is full. Yeah. I, uh, you didn't level it out either. I still haven't leveled it out. It's still, uh, you want to, you want my advice on the easiest way to level it out? No. Shim. No. Piece of paper. Cardboard. You get your level. Okay. So I assume you could just take that shelf off of the thing that's screwed into the wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you take that off and then you mark the top with your level, but level. Mm -hmm. And then you take it over to your whatever saw. And you cut it. Just cut that. Oh, but you got a French weird... cleat. You're going to have to cut it at that perfect angle I also. I could just loosen up one of the screws on the French cleat and twist it slightly. Take with... one screw out. I could do it without unloading. Everyone yeah. listening to this podcast, imagine a shelf with six bottles of whiskey. You didn't even look. With six bottles of whiskey. <laughs> A couple of knickknacks and about eight cuss words made out of wood sitting on said shelf. And, uh, yeah, to stop myself from having to unload all the things from the shelf, I could just I could just probably do it without, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the you whiskey grab... might fall, but, you know, you grab whiskey your... bottles are hearty and strong. Grab, grab your level, put it on the bottom, mm-hmm. and you use this to... Hold it while you unscrew one side, move it down until that bubble's right, and then just screw that right back in. Hopefully, it's far enough away that it won't mess with the same hole. Here, you kill time. I'll go get my drill, and I'll do it right now. No, I'm not going to do it right now. Just pop. All right. (laughs) I'll do it later or forget later. You won't. Uh, Anyways, I'm thinking about starting an Etsy account. Uh, The only thing that was holding me back from selling things on the internet is having to go on to 
the post office website and print out labels, but I'm told all that stuff is done through Etsy now. Like, yeah, but you still got to go onto a website and do the thing. No, I think like if you sell something on Etsy, it says, hey, how do you want to ship this? And then I pick whatever, post office, and then they say, how big is the package? And I just enter that in. They're like, all right, that'll okay, be so $3 you're in shipping. doing all the work up front. It's going through Etsy instead of, you know, a cut and paste to a different website. It cuts down one step, making it more doable for me. Okay. It was that extra step of having to, you know. No. And I'm going to keep my things that I sell to small. Yeah. Small size. So, Piece like, shipping's ship. only $2, $3. Right. And then if I just, you know, gouge, gouge all everybody on my cool little weird art. Oh, oh no. I'm not gouging you, listeners. Oh, when I come up with the Etsy account, I'm going to f- get some sort of like discount code. It'll probably be like after work. Yeah, it seems fair. And you'll save, you know, 10%. 10. 10. Maybe even maybe even if you if you say after work when I do this, I might even throw in a sticker, an hmm. after work sticker. Hmm. Maybe. I think we got a couple floating around this table. There's too many knickknacks on it for me to see. Yeah. So, Dan, what's happening? What have you been up to? I uh, I pulled the trigger on a large purchase. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, what? what? I, got a, I got a smoker. You... A pellet grill. I don't know why it's called a grill and a smoker, but it's a smoker. Um, hmm. So you got into smoking. Was it just last year that you got into it, or was it been two I years ago? I think now? two summers ago. Yeah. Two summers ago, you got I a little... Picked up on the side of the road a free Weber kettle uh, charcoal grill, mm-hmm. and I did some smoking on that. I tested my hand, manual charcoal smoking. That's hard work. It's not easy. Just all the making sure that the the charcoal's still going for eight hours. Yeah, and the smoke's still going for that's eight hours. That's hard because the charcoal isn't what makes your smoke. You got to put special wood on there, and you got to make sure the wood is smoldering but not burning. Because if the wood burns, then it won't last. So you need your fire to last and your smoke wood to last. Mm-hmm. And you also need to. Make sure that whatever it is that you're smoking isn't getting too much heat because then you're going to cook it too fast. Because, like, so I did pork, uh, two pork butts on it, pork shoulder, pork butt, whatever. On the new one? No, on the old one. Okay. That way. And it's, it's real tricky because you want it to cook for, like, 10 to 12 hours. And so, basically, I just had to check every hour or so to make sure... The fire was good. Do I need to add some coals? Do I need to put some more wood on there? Do I need to move this thing around, get it farther away from where my pile of coals is or whatever? And uh, I'm running all these thermometers everywhere trying to figure things out. But with the this new way, I think it would be much easier. I ended up having to wake up at like 5 in the morning. Because if you want to eat dinner, have you know, say you want to eat at 5 or 6 o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. You got to wake, I had, I woke up at five in the morning because I figure it's going to take me half an hour to get up, go down there, 
start the fire, get it all going, put it in there, close it up, and then now the clock's ticking for my 12-hour smoke. Now you know but at that up. point what time dinner's going to be. If everything's moving smoothly. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, what's going on? It's 2.30. We still got four more hours of this smoke. Uh-oh. Now dinner's pushed back to 7. Yeah. The first time I did it, I started at like 10 in the morning. Mm. And I ate it at about 10 at night. <laughs> so this new smoker, what did you end up with? I got the Green Mountain Grills. Uh, I think the model is a Daniel Boone. It's the smaller. They have two full-size ones and a portable one. So they have a bigger and a, and like a mediumer one. I got the mediumer one. They're, they're pretty similar in size. Can you fit? Like a full lamb in there? How big on the inside um, is this baby? And how does it work? It's it's the size of like a normal barbecue, you know? Okay, but bigger than the Weber kettle. Just oh, a yeah. normal gas well, burner well, barbecue. Yeah. Four yeah. burners. Did anybody give you any suggestions for uh for where to pick this thing up? Did you just do some research? or I just did a little research. I was talking to uh, another guy, and he was telling me that he got this specific one. And so I uh, I went I went out to, where do we go? Uh, Coastal Farm and Ranch. Yeah, yeah. I went just to where, just what the country needs. And uh, so... And it was on sale, and I, I picked it up. I didn't realize it was on sale at the time, but it was. So I was pretty happy about that. So with the pellet stove, how does that work? So there's like a hopper over on one side where you pour in these little wood pellets. Mm -hmm. Just like the same thing that you'd put in like a pellet stove if you have a pellet stove in your house. But these are food grade. There's no whatever weird stuff in them. Is there different kinds that yeah. add different smoke flavor to it like the pellets or do you actually have to add smoke flavor or the all the smoke comes from those pellets the smoke comes from the pellets so they have different flavors so the ones i got was just like a white oak mm -hmm. and i got a i got two i can't remember what the other one was but um so i tried the first thing i did was a um was it like uh not a, I, won't, I keep wanting to say brisket a tri-tip i did tri-tip and some potatoes turned out pretty well Ooh, smoked potatoes yes uh you can do vegetables i had purchased a couple of these little metal trays that let you put things on a grill like vegetables mm -hmm. and so that was pretty easy i just chopped up some potatoes put a little oil on them put a little spice on them and then just stuck them in there with the meat and uh Bada bing, bada boom. And they have to be in there for 12 hours as well? No, the tri-tip said it was about two and a half hours. Okay. So that one's not quite as long. It's a different kind of meat. So depending on what kind of meat you're cooking, it's going to be a different time, different temperature. Like I was uh, looking into some cooking some chicken. Like I was watching some videos about people cooking whole chickens. And they're like, yeah, you started out real low and then... Like started out 150 for a couple of hours, let that smoke really get in there, and then you bump it up to 350 to finish it out. 
So, and um, there's, it's got an app, so it's got Wi-Fi, so I can I can control control it from my phone instead of the little control panel that's on there. You know, it's all did it's a it's powered by electricity to turn the auger. Okay, so there's a a box where you put your pellets in on the side, and they funnel down, and they go into this little auger that spins around and pushes the pellets into the burn box. And it has some sort of electric igniter down there and a little fan. Mm -hmm. And then that's what heats and puts the smoke in the actual uh, barbecue area. Heats it? So the smoke, I mean, the heat doesn't come from the burning pellets? Or yeah. Just, oh, it's okay. Yeah. It's all, it all comes from that. Okay, cool. The, I mean, they need something to get those pellets mm -hmm. burning. Cool. So I assume it's from the electricity. And you can just be now, instead of having to go out there every hour on the hour, checking those three things, the heat, the heat on the inside of that, you can see all that from your couch. Right. Or anywhere. They have a they have a setup where you can, um, as long as it's hooked up uh, at your, uh, at, to your internet at home, then as long as you have access to the internet, then you can change cool. it from wherever you're at but the cool part about having that app is you can go in and you can make a profile for like say whole chicken right and you go in there and you say okay two hours at 150 degrees on the app you can just on the app this so you, specific dang yeah yeah yeah. so you and then you add another timer or another thing that says now you go to 350 degrees until the meat temperature reaches 185, 170, whatever the chicken's supposed to be at. And so it's got a meat probe built in that plugs right into the to the panel. And so the program will automatically run that timer out at the certain temperature, bump the temperature up to 350, and then keep it there until the meat reaches the desired temperature and then take it down to warm till you take it off. Ooh. So it's it's like magic. It it sounds like magic. Yeah. Like like now I'm told that you can end up with little pockets where it doesn't quite burn right and it can mess things up, but I haven't experienced anything like that with my one use. Yeah. <sighs> Little pockets of not burned, right? Like if your pellets don't feed into the auger correctly. Mm. And then, so imagine you got this little uh, corkscrew that's pushing pellets into the burn box. Mm -hmm. And it's feeding them at a specific rate. But if pellets don't fall into there, and then it's moving this auger forward, and there's like a pocket where there aren't any pellets, and then that gets to the part where it's supposed to be burning, then your fire could go out or something like that. And that can cause... Some amount of problems, but it tries to fix it pretty well. I think uh, there's probably something you need to do come winter time. Or are you going to be using this thing year round? They sell a like insulated top that goes. So it's it opens up just like a regular barbecue would, mm -hmm. and they sell like some insulated thing that goes right over the top of that to kind of keep it warmer, so you don't lose as much heat in the winter. Oh, cool. Because this dude, I was a friend of mine, found a freeze smoker on Craigslist. 
or it was like super cheap. It was like a hundred bucks. It might have been this exact same smoker. And they said, yeah, something's wrong with it. It's only like three years old. It's not working anymore. And he took out that that auger thing mm-hmm. that spins. A bunch of uh, pellets had got in there, whatever, in the wintertime and gotten wet and oh, yeah. swollen up and like jammed up the whole mechanism. So yeah, you got to make sure if it's... And then he ended up scoring because he paid, he either got it for free or super cheap. And then clean that out, and it worked perfect. Nice. So don't let that happen to you. I know you're a handy fella, and you'd figure it out. You're not just some geek off the streets. You're handy with the steel, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You earn your keep. Uh, but anything else? What are you looking forward to on smoking? You got any I, big I, smoking holidays coming up? I took a pork butt out of the freezer. But took I, it out of the freezer like three days ago. Yeah, it's ready now. But it, it'll go on. Friday or Saturday. What about a breakfast? Breakfast mm. brisket. Ooh. So you set it up at night when you yeah. go to bed and As you wake up in the morning. Brisket time. Brisket. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Do it. Nothing's stopping you. I know. What's for breakfast tomorrow? Well, brisket. Get our 20-pound brisket. I mean, the thing stopping me is I don't have a brisket. Okay. All right. After we're done here. I'll just go stop p- at the go, store on the way home. Go pick up a brisket. Uh, anything else you, you're you excited about? This sounds like this is a cool, cool thing, man. Yeah, I've been waiting. I've been waiting on this for a while, and I think I'll have to do a lot of experimenting with the uh, different kind of meats. And I th- I think uh, I like the way that I could just throw those potatoes on there with it, and it just does both, the, both at the same time. And I got... That for some reason doesn't come with a like upper rack, but mm-hmm. I bought it separately. It wasn't even it's not even expensive. I don't know why it just doesn't come with it. But I bought that, so now I should be able to fit like maybe four different things because I basically took half the grill was designated for this meat, and then the other half was for this tray of potatoes. But now I think with this upper deck, I can fit two more things on there. Cool. So, yeah, I was looking at. Somebody had a a, re, a recipe where they were cooking their homemade macaroni and cheese on there. Like put it in the... In the smoker. In the pan. Yeah. So you cook it, you make you it just... in the pan, and then you know how you take homemade macaroni and cheese, you cook it in the oven. Oh, okay. But you just do it in the smoker. You could do that with... It's like an oven. You could do that with anything, man. Yes. Get a pizza. Put a pizza in there. They they have like a special pizza, pizza stone thing. I have a pizza stone. Just put your pizza stone in there. I will. What would it I be? will? Like a bar. What would you do? Next, Barbecue chicken. Uh, next time I get Papa Murphy's. Papa Murphy's. I'm just gonna warm it up in the smoker. Does it go up to regular? It'll go up to 500 degrees. Okay. Would you cook it at 450 for 425? Love at 425 degrees for for 12 minutes, though. That's what I would do. Maybe you'd put it down to 300 and you'd go upwards like, you know, 20 minutes. More smoke in that pizza. Could be. Well, I'm excited. Let me know. Take a picture. Put that that up on Instagram. After work pod. Of you giving the thumbs up right next to it. Yeah. Well, Dan, you know what time it is? Yes, I do. No, it's time for a little thing 
we like to call Around, around, What's happening today? I think I did a couple things around the house. What did I do? Oh, remember last week I said I was going to get some tomatillos planted? I remember you saying that. I have two tomatillos planted and also some snap peas. Got them. Got them growing. Yeah. From starts? From starts. Yeah. And also that sad looking jalapeno didn't quite look as sad. Oh, Oh, it's going to get, it, it'll be fine. It'll make it. Oh, I'm glad. I'm happy for you, man. My wife was just out in the garden yesterday, clearing out, uh, doing some weeding and some planting of some things. And our garden is looking good. We, I think we have peas growing up in our backyard. Mm-hmm. The, uh, we saw this fat bumblebee just out there pollinating our blueberries last night. Okay. And we haven't. She, my wife said, I haven't seen too many bees around out here, uh, but I assume they've been doing their job pollinating. Should I go out there? I was thinking about this. Should I go out there with my fingers like you self-pollinated that uh, that chili pepper? Should I go out there and just touch my fingers around on all the uh, blueberry but, uh, things? Is that no, how you pollinate? rip the flowers off doing that. Okay. Don't do that. No. Well, that's bees jobs. Yeah. Well, I uh I don't know if you noticed this while you walked in the garage, but I did some serious cleaning. I couldn't notice. It is it's cleaner. <laughs> no, it's I def- didn't notice. It's definitely cleaner. I've got rid of a couple of things, whole garbage bag worth of stuff. Oh. I rearranged. I uh I took all of my clamps that I have, I probably have 12 clamps for, you know, clamping woodwork and stuff together. And I had a piece of wood and I needed a clamp holder. So I just made a little clamp holder and now they're nice and neatly displayed hanging from the ceiling off this clamp holder that I made. And uh, so that'll be there as I use those clamps one at a time and don't put them back. Until that clamp holder is completely empty, and then I'll find all my clamps and put them back. Okay. So, uh, I don't think I'll learn my lesson. Is the plan to get your shop looking immaculate, so then whenever you do stuff and super organized, that you do it, and then you put it back when you're done using it? Because that's never been the case, but I've never had a well-organized shop. I like the way that the shop, my shop feels now that I have the, the tool wall. Mm-hmm. Because instead of just throwing the tool down on the table, I just put it back and it's just as easy to get, you know? All right. All right. Well, I guess I'll have to... I'll be better. Just got to keep cleaning. I got so much stuff I got to get rid of. I just have to... Uh, pull it together. Pull it together. Come on, Brooks. Pull it together. You're 36 years old. You can do this. You got this. I mean, my dad's 76, and uh, he's way worse than me. So, I mean, I'm already beaten. You have 40 more years to get where he is. Oh. And that's what's going to happen. I don't think I'll be that bad. Yeah, that's what he said when he was 36. No, he was way worse than me when he was 36. I oh, believe uh, okay. he... Uh, he had 
uh, not even his basement, like a friend's basement that he kept a lot of his stuff in. So I try and keep it not just a walk path around my garage or basement, but like, you know, enough room to like do a little dance, a little, little. Oh, oh. Speaking of around the house. Mm-hmm. Yes. And keep keeping things forever. Uh, my parents gave me something to give to you. you yes. Would you like it? It's just... Yeah, sure. I'll go. I'll go grab it. Wow, Dan. What do you got here? What'd you bring in? It is a chess table made by my uncle. Mm-hmm. I can only assume when he was a young lad. It's probably two and a half feet, two two feet tall. Uh, like one little pillar, and it's got a little chessboard on top of it. It looks handmade. It does look handmade. I'm liking it. So yeah, it's all the black spots on the chessboard are dark wood, and the white the light spots are uh, a light wood. Yeah. And the base is. It looks like somebody's scratching on the top. Was that young Dan scratching this thing up? I have no idea. Have you ever seen this? I've never seen that. Uh, well, I love it. Thank you, Jim and uh, Jennifer. Jennifer and, and John. John. Jim, Jennifer, John. Uh, I will keep this forever. Actually, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I might refinish it. Looks like somebody used a Sharpie to number off all the white squares. Yeah, how do you get Sharpie off of wood? I'll, you probably, just just, it away? I'll probably just take this thing, sand it down, and uh, and do something with it. Or maybe I was thinking about bringing it down to the yurt, and it'll be the yurt chest table. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Or or it could just be a nice chest table. It's got a base that brings it up to about kid table height. Yeah. But I could, or I guess I could play chess at this. It's not that much lower. But uh, I could do something with it. I like it. Thank you, guys. My kid, uh, my kid likes chess. One of my kid likes chess. The younger one likes the idea of chess, but then just makes up his own rules because he doesn't want to learn the rules. Yeah. So they both like chess. One knows how to play. <laughs> and the other one beats me every time because I have no idea what's happening. You don't know how to I play. I don't know how to play his game. All he has to do is say, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. Oh, yeah, also, my guy goes over here and beats you. <laughs> well, if you would like to email the show, do we have any emails uh, this week, Dan? We do not. Well, we don't have an email, but we have a text message because I asked other people if they didn't feel like uh, emailing that they could just text us. And what do we got here? Hey, this is from Wayne. We talked about the saga of his wife's uh, Jeep. Got totaled last week or or a month ago. She just got paid out and she's getting a new Jeep. Goliath? Gladi- Gladi- Gladiator. Gladiator. And just heard the pod, Vanessa will be getting her new Jeep on Friday. Hey, that's in a couple days. Two days away. And we get our second vaccine shot on the 5th. We would be happy to chat after that. So we're going to have these guys on in, you know, a few weeks or yeah. whatever month or so to hear all about the, the Jeep, the saga of their Jeep. That'd and, be good. And hear about the new Jeep. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a nice week. And we'll see you all next time after work. 